Hi there, I'm Prativa and I'm a public health specialist. And I'm Danny. I know nothing about public health. We started this podcast to help you navigate through the fire hose of information. Our goal at Immunocity is to speak to the concerns people have about COVID-19 and open up the conversation so that everyone can speak up without being shamed for their questions, perspectives, or concerns. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Immunosity. This is a podcast I have very much been looking forward to. Today, Tiva and I will mostly be taking a seat back, and we have two very special guests with us. Lincoln, do you want to introduce yourself first? Sure. Hi, my name is Lincoln. I am eight years old, and yeah. And with us, we also have Dr. Kate. Dr. Kate, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm Dr. Kaint. I'm an uh, attending physician at the Children's ED at Vidant Medical Center in uh, Greenville, North Carolina. Amazing. Thank you both so much for joining us. So just so our listeners know, COVID has been complicated, to say the least. So the purpose of today's episode will be to answer all of the questions that Lincoln has, and Dr. Kaith will be helping us to play translator in his experience talking about this with many of his patients. So without further ado, Lincoln, kick us off. So the first question I have is what really, what, what caused COVID? Like what, how did it all start? That's a really good question. And a lot of the information that we know right now is our best understanding right now. So as you'll learn getting older, things in science can change as we learn things. So from what we know so far, COVID is actually the disease caused by the virus known as SARS coronavirus 2. So it's a type of coronavirus. So that causes the disease known as COVID, okay? So that virus, from what we understand, came from China and it has spread to humans. So it originally came from some animals. We know that it might have been from a bat, which is a flying mammal. And then there's another animal that's known as a pangolin, which is kind of a really cool name. And I'd never heard of it before one year ago. <laughs> um, it's like a really small aardvark. I don't know yeah. if you know what that kind of animal is. Yeah. I know, what, I know some about them. Nice. So that virus has been shown to be in those animals or a virus very similar. But we're not exactly sure how and when it came from animals to humans, but it happened at some time. And once it came to humans, just like other viruses that can spread between people, it has led to something that's now called a pandemic. Okay. Thanks. What does the shot contain really? Like, what are some of the chemicals and things that are inside of the shot? <laughs> That's a great question. So when you talk about the shot, do you mean the vaccine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just recently, again, a really interesting time. Um, I think anyone living right now, but especially for me, because this vaccine was developed in a short period of time. And actually, just yesterday, the second vaccine got approved. And so there's two vaccines right now, 
one created by a company called Moderna, which is out in Boston, I believe, or in the Boston area. And then another company called Pfizer, which partnered with BioNTech, which is a German company, and Pfizer's American. And so both of them use a relatively new technology called mRNA, which is messenger RNA. And really the easiest way to explain that is that mRNA is a special code that goes into our body and the cells and it says, hey, let's make proteins. Have you heard of what protein is? No, I know protein can be like if you eat salami. But okay, yeah, exactly. So like there's lots of protein in meats, right? So lots of different foods can have proteins, but really what viruses do is that they make proteins to really make you sick, which isn't fun, right? And so how this, how this vaccine works is it picked one important protein from the virus. So we're not putting the virus in our body, we're putting the instructions on how to make the protein. And when you make those instructions in, those, in our body, then our body's immune system can say, hey, these are the instructions for something that's from the COVID virus. And when, if you do get exposed to the virus, it can fight it off early. So hopefully you don't get sick. Ah. So I kind of went on a tangent, meaning I didn't answer your direct question. You had asked me, what does the shot contain, right? So the most important thing is the mRNA, which is the instructions, but there's a couple of other things. And you had asked if there's chemicals in there. Well, overall, I wouldn't say there's really any chemicals. The easiest things that are in it are things like salt, sugar, fat. And then once it comes to needing to put it into a needle into people, you just mix it with some water. So there's really no other special chemicals that are in it. What is it like to get COVID for a kid? I've never had COVID and I um, know a lot of kids in my class who have had COVID and hmm. I'm wondering what it's like. Yeah, well, that's a good question. And I'm glad you didn't get it. And I hope your uh, friends and classmates are doing okay. In terms of the symptoms of what people feel and particularly kids, there are different groups of types of symptoms. So one is called asymptomatic. And what that means is no symptoms. You have the virus that's in your body and you got lucky, so you didn't get sick. Some kids can have mild illness. And what mild illness is, is have you ever had a cold before? Yeah. yeah, so you can have cold-like symptoms. You can have a runny nose. You can have congestion where your face and your cheeks feel puffy. You might have a cough. You might have a headache. You might have a fever. Other than that, there are more severe and worrisome symptoms that generally happen if you are older, but it can still happen to kids. And that's why it's really important that we do whatever we can to limit the spread of COVID. So more severe things are pneumonia, which is an illness of your lungs. Some people can have heart problems and when they get really sick, they can end up in the hospital. Will there be a cure for COVID ever? So like if you were to get COVID, will there be like a medicine that you can take and, and in a few days you'll just be healthy again? Yeah, that's a great question. So there isn't one yet, but we're hoping there might be one day. So often when we get sick, both kids and adults, let's say you have an ear infection and you get some antibiotics and you'll probably feel better in a few days to a week, right? 
Yeah. Now, the one difference with that type of illness or antibiotics is it usually treats bacteria. And bacteria are like really, really big viruses, but they can make you sick. Viruses in general usually don't have direct treatments. Now, there's very few that do, but most of them don't. So I'm not sure if there will be a cure for COVID. But one of the amazing things is, is that since there's a lot of scientists and governments and organizations all around the world trying to, you know, tackle and beat this virus, there's a chance we might one day. Um, what is it? Why is there two shots? Like, um, why couldn't they just, why is there two shots? That's an excellent question. I've had a lot of people ask me this. So our goal, you know, as a medical community is to always make it as easy as possible to protect yourself and to feel better. So just like you said, hey, let's just do one shot and let's make it better. Well, the one thing they learned when they were doing their research was that one shot helped you a little bit, but two shots helped you a lot. So that's the important thing to get the true maximum protection you have to get the two shots okay um and why are they so and why are there three to four weeks apart so like a month mm. um why couldn't you just get one and then wait like five minutes and then get the, the next that, that that's a good question so when the pharmaceutical researchers so the pharmaceutical companies are the ones who make the vaccines and the researchers are the ones who are trying to figure out, well, what's the best way to do this? So really early on when they were doing their research earlier in the year, what they do is they check different doses. So how, and how much amount of uh, vaccine to give you and to see what works the best. And then they say, okay, we know the amount. Well, let's see what the spacing is. And so they just happened to figure out that at the current dose, and that three or four weeks is the best time for your body to create the best protection. So like, so like it just gives your body time to make it and it just is the best way for you, the best period of time for your body correct, to make it? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So when they give you the first shot, let's say you get about 50% protection which is pretty good, but not the best, right? It's like flipping a coin. If you always want it to be heads, well, sometimes it's going to be tails. But if you get that second shot three to four weeks later, you're at 95%. So what that really means is that you want your coin to flip heads, it's going to flip heads 19 out of 20 times, which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What really, how did they exactly make the shot like a, um like I sometimes thought about it as like the flu shot of dead COVID cells that make your body, that make your body um, tough and try to um, protect your body, but then they're just dead. So then they actually don't. So then, but so they actually are now ready in case you get the flu and then it fights it off. And then it's not very likely that you'll get very sick or you won't get sick at all. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're absolutely right about, the flu shot is that they use dead cells and what's called inactivated, meaning that the flu can't cause the bad illness. But what happens is that when we use inactivated flu and our body sees it, it really looks at a lot of the proteins that are within. It. Remember, we talked about the mRNA vaccine and how yeah. they make protein. So it's kind of like taking a shortcut. So we don't have to take 
the coronavirus, kill it, and then put it into your body. What the scientists did is that they found out the important proteins that actually make our body protect ourselves, and they just put the instructions of that protein into the vaccine. Oh, so it's like fake COVID cells? Uh, exactly. It's, yeah, you don't even have cells in there. It's just a, uh, yeah. What are the chances that me or you will get COVID? Like, like how, like, risky is it? I did a, a graph in, in, like, the first month that COVID was, re- was really a big deal for the U.S. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a graph. There were not, there were, it was pretty bad. It wasn't as bad as it was now. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the chances, so, like, will we, what are the chances that I get COVID or you or yeah. I get here or something? So that's a good question. So essentially you're asking, what are the chances that you or I or anybody that we know get COVID? Yeah. Right? Really anybody and I'm curious, so when you made your graph earlier, when, when was that during this year? Like what month and where do you live? It was in April and I live in Minnesota, St. Paul. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of your chances of getting COVID really determines where you live and how many cases, meaning how many people actively have COVID, right? So it's a tricky question because it's not, you can't put a number on it, right? So the number like changes from time to time. Correct, correct. Because there's many factors. So one of the most important thing is where you live because coronavirus spreads from human to human mostly, right? So what's really important as a member of the community is that we take our precautions to protect ourselves and others, right? So we've heard these things over the last year, including wearing masks, right? Socially distancing, meaning being at least six feet apart from people that you're not living with, and then staying at home when you're sick, right? And then one of the biggest things is washing your hands with soap and water. And that helps prevent the spread of coronavirus and other viruses as well. So if you're following those details, your chances in general should be relatively low. But when there are things that are known as outbreaks, then your chances go higher. Or if you don't follow the rules, your chances go higher. So like it's depending on different people and how they do with COVID and what they do to protect themselves and what they do and not go around other people who have COVID. Correct. Correct. That's one thing that's really, really important as if you are sick or if you have COVID not going around, you know, so other people don't get sick. Oh, that's most of the questions I have. Those are really good questions. Yeah, that's really what I really thought of. That's really good. I saw that you, you'd you also drawn a picture as well, too, uh-huh. when you wrote down your questions. Was that, was that our, our cells fighting off COVID? Yep. Nice. I like that. Was that, were they like a particular type of cell? No, I just really thought of one of, one of the cells in your body fighting off the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just going to pull up the picture and have a look at it. Were they? Did they have a shield in their hand? Uh, yep. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. 
I was thinking because those cells are likely what we call white blood cells. Did you know that? No. I, yeah. knew they, I thought they were some kind of blood cell, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, particularly they're the white blood cells. And they're the types of cells that, you know, protect our bodies from essentially invaders, just like the coronavirus. So, like, so they were like, so I basically was just thinking about, like, well, I know coronavirus is kind of like clear almost. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a, it's kind of like plastic. Okay. Like clear. That's at least what my mom told me. And yeah. And I really didn't know what color blood cells were, so I colored them yellow and yeah, made them fighting off corona. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, they are kind of yellowish, and, and coronaviruses don't really have a color. And, you know, those, those sticks that you put on the, on the circle of the cell? Yeah. What, was, what are those? Uh, what, um, do you mean the, I was just thinking they're like little weapons. Do you see those little, can you see on my phone? Oh yeah, those were supposed to be like where the like they were using like little like like that's where it was aiming to shoot the coronavirus and then get it. Yeah, so you see these little things that kind of look like mushrooms on on the coronavirus. Yeah. Do you know what those are called? No, I just know that that's what corona looks like because yeah. whenever I look at a magazine, there's usually a picture of corona on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and why I'm bringing that up is actually, it's really important because the that is a protein. And in particular, it might be one protein called spike protein. And just like the instructions that the vaccine has, right, the mRNA, what the vaccine has is the instructions on on how to make that little stick, that spike. And so if we can show our white blood cells how that stick looks, when coronavirus comes to try and attack us, we're ready for it. It's like, hey, we know how your sticks look, so we can fight you quickly. Oh, so like it's kind of like recognizing what they look like and mm -hmm. then defeating it and then um, it's gone. Exactly, yeah, because our body's now prepared. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was really, I did a paper about what I was really thinking, what I thought Corona was. I wasn't really sure what this was really about. I knew it was like a Zoom meeting, but I didn't mm -hmm. really know a bunch about it. So I just had two papers, one about questions I had yeah. and one about what I exactly kind of thought about COVID. Yeah. Um, Do you want to read what you thought about it? Um. Yeah, well, I thought it was kind of like cancer or um, or what is it called? The flu. It's it can be fatal to different people. Cancer. The woman. The 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 only thing I did is that um, I don't. There's not. I think there's only one kind of COVID. There's like COVID, but with cancer, there's like a bunch of kinds of cancer that mm -hmm. are that go that are just different kinds. I think. And, well, it affects old people a little more than younger people. Correct. You can die from it when you're young. And you can die from it when you're in your middle age or something like that. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good understanding of COVID. And what I would say is that, you know, you said, oh, maybe it's kind of like the flu. Maybe it's kind of like cancer. What I would say is that it's actually more like the flu in the sense that they're both viruses. Yeah. So cancer in general isn't from viruses, but 
the flu is a virus and COVID is caused by one of the SARS coronaviruses, which is also a virus. And it spreads from people to people and both of them, people can get sick. The one interesting thing is that the flu can make older people very sick, but it can make young kids also very sick. So that's why it's important as a child to get your flu shot every year. Yeah. Right. Whereas we're, we're kind of lucky with, with SARS coronavirus, which again causes COVID that it doesn't affect young kids as bad as the flu does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that that's interesting. One thing I also wanted to mention is that, you know, COVID is from one virus, but there are different coronaviruses. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought there were just like one kind of just like, like one cell of corona that, that went into your body. Correct. Yeah. So, so one coronavirus would only, one type of coronavirus would only go into you to make, to lead to COVID. But in general, you know, coronaviruses are a family of different types of viruses. So there's four coronaviruses that actually don't make you very sick at all. And most kids throughout grade school end up getting those, what we call seasonal coronaviruses. And you really only develop the cold and you don't get much sick from it. Oh, so like, it's kind of like getting a cold, basically. Like I've had a cold twice this year. Yeah. So there's a chance that any of the colds that you've had since you were born, at least one of them was one of what we call seasonal or regular coronaviruses that make you very sick. So there's four, there's four, what I'd say, not so bad coronaviruses, and then three really bad ones. So basically there was corona before this or? That's correct, yeah. So like there were like corona before this, but it wasn't that big of a deal, but then these, a, f- a few of these new ones were very big deal and caused the pandemic because otherwise yeah. we probably um, wouldn't because like we wouldn't think it would be very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was the third really bad coronavirus and the first one to cause a really bad pandemic. Uh, now, do you know what pandemic means? Yeah, it means where, where the entire world goes in has one virus on it and it spreads throughout the world and spreads very quickly and it, it's a very bad virus and a lot of people get sick from it correct yeah yeah correct yeah that's absolutely right um that's really mostly what i really had um good awesome they said at the beginning you would have questions for me um, yeah, I mean, I think we, we kind of talked about it, about, you know, your thoughts about coronavirus, but I guess one thing I would be interested in is how do you feel like your, your life has changed because of coronavirus? Like, how has school changed? It's changed a lot because, well, I, we were on Zoom all, the, okay. all day, um, and I don't get to see my classmates very often. Hmm. Well, I know at my school, we had, usually we had like 
a big old desk with two people on it, but now we have just like a small desk with one person on it that are like 10 feet apart. Okay. And you always wear a mask and you wear a mask during when you're in the building. Gotcha. Okay. And do you guys get to wash your hands often or are you using Yeah, we wash them um, every time we go in and out of the building. And like once every hour is basically what we do. Good. Wow. That's really good. That's really good. That's what I end up doing too. When I'm at the hospital, I need to wash my hands a lot. Yeah. Do you know why washing your hands helps get rid of coronavirus? Because the corona, um, like if you're around someone, it like spreads onto your hand and then you're like touching things on your face or something. And that's why you're not supposed to touch your face because then it goes, your openings on your mouth, your nose and your ears. Exactly. Yeah. So any of the openings, your eyes, your nose, your mouth and your ears, it's an easy place for Corona to get inside your body. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know it. I don't know. How things, how, how has Corona changed home? Are you, my, I don't get to see a bunch of my family very often without having to wear a mask. Yeah. Usually... My aunt is going to have a baby, and I'd, and if it wasn't coronavirus, I th- think I would get to see it very, very pretty often. But, yeah. but it, she, she has only one lung, so she has to be really careful about COVID. And she has a baby in her body, so it's hard. Yeah, that is hard. That is hard. But, you know, you know one, of the, one of the cool things is, is that with time and as long as we all work together – we're going to get through this. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah. What, what I first really thought about COVID was I thought it was just like, like basically kind of like the flu. It wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I really didn't... I, I really had never really ever worn a mask before. Yeah. I mean, once when I was at the doctor's office, I had the flu, so I um, was wearing a mask then. But I really have not really ever worn a mask before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I have like 10 masks um, <laughs> around the house that, and if I just need a mask, I just grab one. If we really just go outside to really any place. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, a favorite mask? Or do you like- I have one with pizza on it. That's my favorite one. Pizza. Nice. Cheese or pepperoni? A pepperoni. Nice. I like pepperoni pizza too. Me too. <laughs> You're going to be excited once things get better. And then you yes, my dad party. promised we had a few, we had a lot of trips planned. We were going to go to Alaska, Switzerland, and see my cousins who are actually just downstairs. Oh, nice. And we were going to visit my grandparents, but we didn't get to see them. So my dad promises we'll go to every place that we didn't go to. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. It's going to be really nice to not have to wear a mask every time I go out. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, I'm also looking forward to... That's based, I'm looking forward to being able to see a lot of my family members without yeah. having to wear... Getting to see more of my family members more often. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, we usually have a giant Christmas party mm-hmm. um, on the night of Christmas, but this year we really can't have it because we always have like 50 people come. 
So basically all we're really doing is um, staying at my grandma's house with um, my uncle Michael and my cousins and my sister and my mom and dad and my grandparents. Gotcha. Are you guys going to maybe Zoom call some other people too? Yeah, we're thinking of having a Zoom call with with a few other people. Oh yes, and my aunt and uncle are going to stay in the sun porch with the door shut because, yeah. That's cool. It's going to be a different Christmas this year, but something to still enjoy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Do you okay. have any other questions, um, Lincoln? No, not really. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I think we have a budding little epidemiologist in <laughs> you. We're really looking forward to having you in your field. Thank you for all of your super smart, super helpful questions. And Dr. Kane, thank you for answering them. We're really, really excited about this episode. And I think I can speak for Danny when I say this was probably our best, most favorite episode that we've recorded. So thank you both so much for being here with us today. You're welcome. Thank you. For Thanks having for having me. me. Hey there, Danny again. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Stay safe and mask up.